Hey, hey, what is up, Spiritual Hooligan? My name is Matthew Ferry, best-selling author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. And today, you and I are going to do some enlightened goal setting together. We're going to do a little workshop. So uh, get those fingers limber, get your pen and paper ready to go, because we are going to do a lot of writing or typing, whatever it is that you do, okay? And if you're new to my work, let me just back up, give you a little context. I've been a thought leader in the happiness and productivity space for three decades now. Uh, started off in the real estate industry with my family business and then ultimately worked uh, my way into Wall Street and with CEOs and uh, solopreneurs and entrepreneurs all over the world. And I've been coaching people for a long time. I've coached nearly 10,000 people and have developed a methodology that gets your mind to go quiet so you can live an epic life. And these days, my life is pretty simple. My life is about serving three groups of people. One, my private coaching clients. Two, my Ignite Mastermind group, who I have two of the members on uh, with us today to help talk about this topic. And then three, all the people who buy my books and audios and watch my videos, and, and mostly that's you. So thank you for tuning in today. 2019, I spent the year bringing my methodology out to the world. And it's something I've been working on and researching and investigating for 20 years. What does it take to quiet your mind so you can live an epic life? And I call that the rapid enlightenment process. So uh, it, it, you saw that last year I released my book, Quiet Mind, Epic Life. <clears throat> it became a bestseller in multiple countries. So thank you for buying that. And thank you for all the people that you tell to buy it. I mean, the thing just keeps uh, selling and selling and selling. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty cool special thing. Thank you for doing that. But my intention uh, is to give you what I have already. Personally, I have a quiet mind. I have a peaceful mind. I have a, a mind that doesn't get in my way. It allows me to move forward and pivot and change uh, and shift and uh, create disciplines and, and um, move my life in a direction of what it is that I want to do. And I want to share that. And so last year, you know, I made 250 videos on my YouTube channel uh, and my podcast. And uh, I was interviewed on TV and radio and all over the world on, on people's podcasts. I started writing for Forbes and all of it was in that spirit to share what it is that, that I have been learning and developing in creating a quiet mind. Now, both Kristen and I are super satisfied with our efforts because we accomplished our goals. And we accomplished our goals using the enlightened goal setting process that I'm gonna teach you today. This webinar is essentially part of our new focus for 2020. In 2020, we want to share with you parts of what we're working with our Ignite Mastermind group in doing. And of course, I'm not going to teach you everything that's going on in the Ignite Mastermind group. We, we spend every Wednesday for 90 minutes studying the rapid enlightenment process. You know, that's, that's probably a little much for me to bring out uh, to the world. That's something that we do in the mastermind. But there are some key topics and I'm going to be sharing many of those key topics with you. And, and my goal is not just to have me share, but to actually bring members of the mastermind uh, to the world and have them share 
what's working for them and how it's working. And that, that's what we're doing today. I've got two guests on our webinar today. Both are longtime uh, Mastermind members. Both are living with their own variation of Enlightened Prosperity. The first one is Tom Ross. And Tom Ross is a mortgage banker out of Arizona, a devoted father of two kids, a dedicated husband, and I would say a bona fide adventurer. This guy climbs mountains for the fun of it. And all of those commitments, everything that we just talked about, has become amplified by admitting, by admitting or implementing either one, implementing the rapid enlightenment process in his life. Tom, thanks for being with us today. Can you just say hello to everybody and unmute yourself? Happy to be here. And uh, yeah, there's not the topic that I'm more passionate about. This is actually a topic that he's so passionate about that, uh, that um, Kristen, he and I have been masterminding him, teaching more people himself this idea of enlightened goal setting. Jason Thomas is a serial entrepreneur. He and his family own an extermination business in Arkansas called the Bug Bros. He is also a partner with Kristen and I in spreading the message of the rapid enlightenment process. He's a father, he's a husband, he's a, a, an exercise junkie. And again, all of that gets enhanced by his commitment to implementing the practices of the rapid enlightenment process. Jason, will you just unmute yourself? Thank you for contributing to our community. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. And then I have uh, an amazing partner in crime in spreading the message of enlightened prosperity. Uh, so extraordinary, such an, uh, a contribution to me that I wanted to spend my life with her. And uh, on, on the, the 1st of January, we got married four years ago. And is that four years ago, babe? Is this our fourth year or is it our third yeah. year anniversary? Yeah, this is our fourth anniversary. Fourth anniversary. So we're two, we're, you know, two days in now to, uh, to our fifth year, I guess. But my lovely, amazing, talented wife, Kristen Marie Sherline Ferry, is also here with us. So if you could say hello to the group. Hi, everybody. Thank you for starting your year with us. What a great way to kick off 2020. It really is going to be an awesome way to kick it off. This is what we've been doing. So we, as a mastermind group, we've been working on this. So together, our goal is to help you do what we do in the mastermind. We set goals and our goals are really designed to have us experience happiness, peace, inspiration, joy, to quiet our minds, to, to move forward. We set goals that, that inspire us. Uh, and then we use the rapid enlightenment process to shut down that drunk monkey in our head so that we can be flexible, active, engaged, discipline ourselves, all of that. So the first question that I think we need to answer is why enlightened goal setting and not just regular goal setting, uh, what I'm gonna call survival-based goal setting. And it begins with this idea that the survival-based goal setting, our normal goal setting process is actually born from mentation and the, the thoughts, that's what mentation is, the thinking, the automatic thinking. And I'm gonna call that survival consciousness. And survival consciousness essentially has a perspective that something is wrong, that there's some kind of threat to feeling good or being happy or whatever. And therefore, 
you set your goals to eliminate, to fix, to correct, to overcome the problem. And what happens is you get what you focus on. And the mind inadvertently is focused on what is wrong. And when I say inadvertently, I mean, it's actually intentionally, that's a, it's a part of our, uh, our evolution. It's like, how did we become so successful as a species? We evolved to assess the potentially negative things that are gonna occur in our environment, to anticipate them and to overcome them, or to look for those things that will give us greater survivability, more pleasure, et cetera, and to create strategies to get them. That, all of that stuff is great except you're no longer in a survival situation. So now what's happening is you're setting goals and your perspective is that the world must change in order for you to be happy. And of course, that's not true. You being happy has very little to do with the external environment of the world. It has everything to do with the contextual process that you take on, I call it recontextualization. So the drunk monkey in your head is pre-programmed to see what is wrong. So no matter how much you fix it, eliminate it, correct it, overcome it, achieve, no matter how much you, like, like every time you climb to the top of the mountain and, and achieve your goal, it's like you're climbing and it's, oh my God, so much suffering. Oh, I'm gonna get to the top of the mountain. And then you get there and you're like, yeah. I'm a, is that another ladder? Ah, and then you go over and you start climbing that new ladder and you're struggling and suffering and you climb and you get to the top and you're like, I've made it. What? It's another thing to fix, another thing that's broken, another thing I need to correct, another thing I need to overcome. And it just happens over and over and over and over, no matter how much you succeed, no matter how much you eliminate, fix, correct, overcome, achieve, the next set of what's wrong shows up. And it's a never ending treadmill. I call it the treadmill from hell. We get some version of the same goal gets set over and over and over every year. Lose weight, make more money, save more money, find a mate, have better relationships, start investing for the future, blah, 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 over and over and over. Tom, could you just speak to this? What were some of the problems that you were faced in normal survival-based goal setting? Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, there are a couple things that, that were occurring at, you know, right around the, kind of concurrently with each other. Number one was exactly what you described. There's never a degree of satisfaction no matter what was being accomplished by any objective measure in my in my industry you know a mortgage banker you know was a was a top producer you know am a top producer and had been for for a long period of time and it didn't make any sense it was always just like okay next okay next okay next so no matter what goal that I, no matter what goal i was setting i was constantly moving the bar on myself for any particular enjoyment, I would never be allowed to enjoy uh, to enjoy anything. So, you know, a, a lack of enjoyment was a huge problem uh, as I was setting goals from a, from a more survival uh, perspective. Um, you know, the other thing is is I found that I was always setting goals to fix what I hated in my life, which is a totally different thing than actually setting goals because they're fun, inspiring, and something that I want to do. And many times from a perspective of survival, I thought, I really thought that I was setting goals 
that were that were things that were inspiring. But when I pulled the thread and I was starting to unravel them, I realized that I actually didn't want them at all. What I wanted was to was to just simply, you know, not hate where I currently was. So it was it was I, it was front and center that that circle that constant spiral of going back and forth and it was really cool to be able to to stop doing that no kidding and and you really have pulled that apart we're going to talk more about that as we go but the effect here is that you never feel like you arrive you always feel like something's wrong even though you've achieved or accomplished or whatever or when you achieve or accomplish you can't acknowledge it and appreciate it you you're you're dissatisfied with it you're wondering when you're going to finally be successful. You're wondering why other people seem to have it all and you don't. Jason, what are some of the effects that you were experiencing because you were setting goals based on survival-based perspectives? What, how was that affecting you? Very similar to Tom's experience with it is, you know, the first thing that I wrote down is that I just never, I was never felt fully, you know, satisfied and fulfilled with where I was at and what I was doing. Um, I was irritated regularly, if not constantly, uh, that I hadn't made it yet. And that also brought about a lot of negative mind chatter and comparison and, you know, all that fun stuff. And, you know, really, you know, kind of comes down to, you know, for me, it was, I would feel like I was running on a treadmill, you know, I was being very active, but never really going anywhere, getting anywhere. And, um, that was, you know, it's just like Tom was saying, this, this yeah, circle <laughs> nonstop, like you said, setting the same goals over and over again. And, and, uh, you know, the last couple of years of switching that mentality and that, that process has really been fun. It's yeah, it's nice because finally you get to feel at peace wherever you are, you get to feel satisfied wherever you are. And that's the promise. That's the promise, everyone. The promise is that you turn goal setting on its ear and you, you actually look at it from an enlightened perspective. So the question that I have for myself when I was going through the process is, well, what is the underlying cause of all of this? And what I ultimately conclude, so initially, you know, way back in the day, for those of you who've been following me for 20 years, you, you remember me saying, it's the drunk monkey. The drunk monkey is the cause of the problem. And, uh, and it wasn't. It wasn't the cause of the problem. The drunk monkey is the effect. Talking is the effect. The talking in your head is the effect of what I will call survival consciousness, which is a contextual framework that has you experienced the world through filters. And over the years, I've identified 10 of those survival frameworks. We call them the hidden motives to survive. Greed, grudge, hatred, victim, illogical rules. If we look at my, if we look at my book, inside my book, this is on chapter, or, uh, page 92, you can see I've mapped out consciousness. And you can see that we have greed, grudge, hatred, victim, illogical rules, humble, traitor, pride, resistance, and lazy. Those motives are phenomenal, phenomenal at keeping you alive. Incredible. The problem is you're not in a survival situation. You're trying to thrive. But what's happening is you're using survival tactics 
to try and create a thriving situation, which is why it keeps malfunctioning. And you're like, why am I never satisfied? I never feel like I've made it. I never feel like I'm a whole and complete and perfect exactly as I am. And that's because to feel whole, complete, and perfect exactly as you are is an enlightened state. It's to know that all is well. So enlightenment is the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything. And that we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety. That's very, that's my sort of heady interpretation, but I want to get like brass tacks. Enlightenment really is just the practice of knowing that all is well. That's it. It's just practice. It's a practice of knowing that's all, all is well. And I promise you, you have to practice it. It's just like um, exercise. If you don't practice the natural uh, inertia, the natural um, uh, uh, like degrading back to your base state happens. So the underlying cause here is the hidden motives to survive. But we don't know that. So what do we do? We do the same things that everybody does. We try to get inspired by pushing pushing ourselves for more, 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 more. We create dream boards. We go drive that dream car. We, we go look at houses. We visualize, we do affirmations. And, and I know that you've done that stuff. And I know that it's had a you know, fairly positive effect, but overall it doesn't actually produce the result of being profoundly and deeply satisfied with the place that you are and the objectives that you are taking on. It doesn't, doesn't create that. So I want you to write this down for me, please. Will you write down that my goals make me feel bad because I'm accidentally trying to fix something that isn't broken. My goals make me feel bad because I'm accidentally trying to fix something that isn't broken. My goals make me feel bad because I'm I'm accidentally trying to fix something that isn't broken. My friends, life isn't anything until you call it something. Life is essentially meaningless and then human beings add meaning to it. So you get to determine what that meaning is. And I'm gonna say it in this way, the goals that you have set for yourself are trying to solve a problem that isn't actually there. Now that takes a tremendous amount of consciousness to admit. The real solution here is to use enlightened perspectives. And I just want you to write this down for me. The practice of knowing that all is well. The practice of knowing that all is well. That practice will change your life. The practice of knowing that all is well. Now, recontextualization is something that we work on in Quiet Mind, Epic Life. It's, it is the, essentially the foundation of the Ignite Mastermind group and the coaching that I do. And recontextualization is the skill of describing the conditions and circumstances of your life in a way that empowers you. It's, it's this recognition that life isn't anything and I get to call it whatever I want to call it. So am I calling it something that's, that is saying that something's wrong or am I calling it something that says that all is well? 
And the enlightened perspective assumes that all is well. The survival perspective assumes that something's wrong or needs to be corrected or fixed. Now, like I said before, enlightenment in my book is the recognition, in my actual book, but actually just in my book of life, is the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything. That we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety. When you know that, when you're living from that framework, all is well. And if all is well, then there's nothing to fix. Tom, essentially, this practice of knowing that all is well has had a major impact on your goal setting process. Can you just talk a little bit about how this adoption of the enlightened perspectives has been impacting and creating positive results for you? Yeah, you know, it's not just the, the goal setting practice, but it's, it's just life in general. I mean, one of the, one of the effects that talked about that, that treadmill thing of was constant burnout, you know, my family, everybody around would feel it. But when you're operating from a perspective of, of knowing that all is well and knowing not just like intellectually knowing, there's a big difference between intellectually knowing a thing. And I, I did a lot of personal growth work around knowing the thing intellectually totally different if I know it intellectually, but I feel everything differently. Um, you know, you're still setting goals, trying to fix, you know, problems that aren't, aren't broken. So no, really truly knowing and living in a framework of, of it all as well, you know, really just kind of like allows me to, to dial in on what inspires me because I'm no longer consumed by, you know, by what I, by what I was mistakenly labeling as a problem. It allows me to be able to pursue those things more, uh, more freely because if I know that all is well, then I'm more inclined to take the risks uh, for the things that I really think are, are great in, in my life. And there's like this deep sense of, kind of, of really satisfaction that, uh, that, that you can live within, that I live within, when you know at like a kind of like a core level that like all is well and then anything that isn't all is well as I'm accidentally misinterpreting something that's making me think that I'm a survive in a survival situation and I'm not. So it makes you more pra it makes you more practical. It makes me um, uh, better able to, to react to things and better able to, to adjust to conditions around me uh, that allow me to, to, to set the right goals and then pursue them. Hot damn, you know, confidence, bold action, risk taking, satisfaction, feeling like all is well. This is, I mean, it's incredible stuff. And it leads to profound states of peace and gratitude, uh, even though things aren't exactly the way that you want them to be. Jason, your life has completely up-leveled in this process. Can you just point to a few of the results that were game changers so that we can get people thinking about like what, do, what should they be going after? Yeah. Um... Well, I guess, uh, you know, coming from uh, a place of inspiration and curiosity as opposed to motivation and forcefulness um, has really been a game changer for me. Uh, I, you know, I still set big, hairy, audacious goals, but I, I no longer worry about how they will come about or if they will come into fruition. Um, and from this place of neutrality, uh, you know, I'm able to uh, move forward with confidence, clarity, and a quiet mind state. And that's a very powerful place to be coming from. Uh, specifically, you know, I've seen uh, my business triple in the last two years uh, and I'm working less than ever before. So that's cool. Um, my personal finances are in better shape than ever before uh, because I'm no longer spending money on things just to make me feel good or feel satisfied or fulfilled because 
I'm already completely satisfied. And that has just been, you know, life-changing. Um, yeah, it's, it's highly recommended. <laughs> it is, it is highly recommended, no doubt. And, uh, my friends, we're not, I'm not, um, having them point these things out, um, to exaggerate or to, um, to fluff this up. Um, it's, it is, it's nearly impossible to have you connect the dots on what'll happen as you take on your own enlightened journey, which is the practice of knowing that's all, that all is well. So let's get into our enlightened goal setting workshop now. And yeah, by then we're right on track. This is good. I want to start off with a, a context. So will you just write this context down, please? Write down, I am creation creating. I am creation creating. Now, this is so important. Your goals are not your goals. That is, a, that is an, an accident or an artifact of perception. Your goals aren't your goals. You are the goal manifesting. The goal is coming through you. you the universe is a creative force. It's, a, it's you know, something like 85% destructive and falling apart. And then you have these small little aspects of creation that are self-ordering and self-organizing and coming together. And that's what you are. And it's, it's just imperative that you recognize none of your goals matter. None of your goals are important. You don't matter. You're not important. You are just the self-organizing aspect of the universe creating. You are not only what is being created, you are creating, you are creation. And I know that's unbelievably heady and I apologize, but it is something that is imperative to having your goal setting become something where you're just like, yeah, it's all happening. It's all happening through me. I am it happening. The second thing that I want to bring up contextually is that, that creation itself is messy. That there's no A, B, C, D, E, F, G result. It just doesn't happen that way. And we, but we plan it that way, right? So like your, your imagination, which is not you, but it is the universe creating. And then you are, you, part of the universe creating is, is this imagining, this predicting, this seeing what's coming down the pipe. It has a, this clear picture, but that clear picture is just a possibility, a probability. Then there are literally trillions of other inputs and things that are that are moving at the exact same time. There's, I mean, just if you look in my office, all these different things are influencing me. They're actually influencing you right now. These things in my office are influencing the way that you're hearing me and listening to me. This little pattern right here on my shirt is influencing how you're hearing me, my beard, my glasses, etc. So there's, there's all of this other stuff in the world that is that is essentially part of the equation of creating. And when you are creating your results, you have to learn how to ride those waves of volatility. There's going to be times when everything is going to be happening. There's going to be times where nothing is going to be happening. There's going to be times when you're enthusiastic beyond get up. There's going to be times when everything's just like blah, 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 falling apart and terrible and all of that. But here's the most important thing to know. 
when the breakdowns are occurring, that doesn't mean that what you want isn't coming. It just means that there's a reconfiguring that occurs. When breakdown happens, breakdown means that what is blocking the ultimate result is getting, is getting smashed and destroyed and reconfigured. Anything that you want to create is a part, part destruction, part creation. Tom, most people think that once I'm enlightened, everything's going to be okay. And you and I both know that that's bullshit. Can you share your perspective on the reality of the volatility of life, but then the impact of being able to assume that all is well and have a quiet mind in that process? Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, that's a, an understandable misperception. And it also kind of uh, comes from that place of fixing yourself, right? If, once I fix myself and I'm enlightened, everything's going to be great. Uh, the only thing that changes is a, uh, is a uh, perception of myself in the, uh, in the process. And in life stays volatile. Life still does what life does. I'm in the process right now of a, of a multi-year lawsuit from a former employer that, you know, just decided they wanted to make it very difficult to, uh, to live. Now, at a different point in my life, at a different, a different perspective in my own consciousness, you know, this would have been utterly catastrophic. My family would have felt it, you know, uh, my mom, my dad, my kids, you know, by the people, you know, the team underneath me uh, at work, I would have shut down in, uh, in many ways. Um, you know, the reality is, is, is adopting that fundamental perspective of all is well and that everything is, is um, happening for just, just everything is, is happening. The end result that I'm looking for is, you know, is, is coming and there's nothing to do or to fix. It allows me to, allows me to still set goals that I'm inspired by and still go achieve these goals that I'm inspired by if it's climbing mountains, if it's, uh, if it's production. Uh, to still connect deeply with my uh, with my family, because I'm it's not something that is concerning. Not that it's not practical to deal with certain uh, with certain things. A perspective of, of all is well, and really um, having a quiet mind through volatility allows me to react very practically to the volatility of life. And I want you to understand that everybody. It is unbelievably practical to adopt a perspective that all is well. It doesn't make you a boob. It doesn't make you a moron. It doesn't make you an ostrich with your head in the sand. It does the exact opposite. When you know all is well, you take things on full force. You take things on without hesitation. You take risks in ways that you never would have taken risks before. You do things that in the past you would have whined and moaned and bitched and complained about but now you're able to be in a state of peace about it and move forward. So just write this down. I am seeking an experience and the results won't create it. I am seeking an experience and the results won't create it. You know, studies show that at about $70,000 in income, happiness is pretty much guaranteed. Uh, you don't like everything after 70,000 in income does not add additionally to your baseline of happiness. Uh, but even then, um, you know, most of my coaching clients are more in the, um, uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars 
excuse me, in income, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars in income uh, types of people. And I will tell you that uh, the money definitely does not create more happiness, like 100% positive that it doesn't create more happiness. In fact, in many ways, it creates much more complexity, which makes it much harder for these people to even focus on being happy. So I think you, you want to just start to back up and look at it in a different way, which is I actually am looking for an experience of happiness or adventure or joy or satisfaction or creativity or engagement or fun, whatever that is. And I want to ask you some questions and have you do some writing now. So I'd like you to, to open up a, a new document on your computer, if you would, or get out a piece of paper and I want you, or just meditate with me. That's fine. Like close your eyes and, and, and just dream of these things, whatever works for you, okay? But the first thing that I want you to do is answer this question. What are your daydreams about? What are your daydreams about? You should be writing and dreaming and thinking right now, please. What are your daydreams about? Write it down. Here's another question. All these are gonna kind of lead to the same motif, okay? So just roll with me here. If you had all the money that you needed, how would you spend your time? Write down what you would do. Maybe make it brief and in a list format, but you can, you can be detailed if you'd like. If you had all the money that you needed, how would you spend your time? Keep writing, please. Then here's another question for you. Again, it's all in this same zone and I'm trying to lead you somewhere here. So get your pen on the piece of paper, get your fingers on the keyboard and write the answer to this question. When do you feel most satisfied? When do you feel most satisfied? Now what I want you to do is <clears throat> reference everything you just wrote. So I asked you these questions. What are your daydreams about? If you had all the money you needed, how would you spend your time? When do you feel most satisfied? Look at all those answers and then answer this question about that. 
What's important to you about all of that? Will you write down your answer? What's important to you about all of that? And then when you're done with that answer, circle it, okay? What's important to you about all of that? Now the next question is referencing what you just wrote down. So just what you wrote down and you circled. What will that do for you? That thing that you circled, what will that do for you? Write down your answer again. What will that do for you? Looking at what you wrote down and circled. What will that do for you? And once you've written down that answer, circle that answer too. Now, looking at both of the answers that you've circled, just review those again, please, and answer this question. What will all of that that you have circled, what will all of that do for you? What is the experience that that represents? There's an experience, some kind of feeling state or or experiential emotional state. What will all of that do for you? See if you can boil it down to the experience. It's probably just two or three words. I will be happy, feel great, extraordinary life, right? I don't know what it is, whatever it is for you. And then put some of your answers of the ultimate experience into the chat. Let me read some out loud for people, kind of give them a sense, okay? What, what is the ultimate for you? Ultimately, what will all of this do for you? Happiness, perfect peace, elation, freedom, joy, serenity, peace of mind, keep my mind at peace, help others do the same, accomplishment, peace, inspired, connection to source and others, allows me to feel um, happy personally, emotionally, and in my relationships, satisfied and happy, satisfaction, freedom of choice, loved, peace and contentment, peace and joy and purpose, feeling connected, well, uh, I won't always be bored, so what will you be? Acceptance, uh, live peacefully and awake, whole life, finding joy, in human experience, happiness, will feel happy and satisfied. So you can see that, for being honest, 
we all kind of want the same thing. And that's important to look at, not from the perspective of humanity, but just people like us. People like us, we're, we're interested in that kind of thing. And, and I know that we're sort of in the same zone. We're kind of part of the same um, soul tribe uh, because we all feel like we want to hang out with each other. We're all, we gravitate towards each other because we, we have similar volition inside of us for what I'm going to call inner optimization. Peace, growth, freedom, happiness, security, being energetic, abundance, liberated, satisfied, accomplished. This, what those states represent is an inner fortitude versus an external fortitude. And survival consciousness prefers outer fortitude, whereas enlightened consciousness prefers inner fortitude. They're both actually extremely important and relevant. One is not better than the other. They just create a different experience and they also uh, are predisposed to different people. You are predisposed to more enlightened frameworks. So given that, let's set some goals from that perspective. In 2020, what is a game changer over this next year that would have you experience what you wrote down? Some kind of game-changing objective goal accomplishment that when you accomplish, achieve, whatever that is, the net result is the thing that you wrote down, this feeling state that you wrote down. Write it down now, please. This is what we do in the mastermind. We do it three times a year, actually. And then we spend 12 weeks working on making these things uh, into realities. Game changer. So now let's go, let's dive sort of like, that's like an overarching, overarching objective. Now let's dig in a little deeper. Let's go like individual categories. So let's start off with your physical body. I'd like you to just start by writing down physical body, and then I want you to rate yourself on a scale from one to 10. To what degree are you experiencing that word or set of words or experience, that ultimate experience, happiness and peace and love, whatever you wrote down? To what degree are you experiencing that with your physical body? Scale from one to 10 right now. One to 10. Now in, in the mastermind, we do something interesting. There, there are people in the mastermind who are in various degrees of mastery around their muscle testing modality. And one additional thing that we will do is we will actually muscle check the degree to which that ultimate state is present so that we can circumvent the survival mind that's trying to distort our perspective. Just an idea for those of you who can muscle test. Now, you have a number, so here's the question. Over this next year, what would bring that number to a 10 with your physical body? How would you get to a 10 with your physical body? I, and I'd like to propose some things. I'd like you to first look at the word or words. And then I want you to notice that those words have very little to do with accomplishment or action. 
that those words are contextual frameworks. So what, if we were gonna get your level, let's just take here, Victor said fulfillment and contribution, for example. So if Victor was gonna get from, let's say he's a six right now to a 10 in his physical body, in fulfillment and contribution, he might set some goals that are like, for example, uh, every day I'm going to intentionally appreciate and be satisfied with my body exactly as it is. Monstrous goal, by the way, huge goal. And then in the area of contribution, he might say something like, I'm going to, I'm going to um, use my physical objectives as a way of contributing to others. So I might, I might lead a camp or lead a group, or I might um, use my physical body to go build things and, and create strength through doing things for other people. I'm just making it up, okay? What is it for you? Please write it down. Let's go to the next category. This is mental, emotional, spiritual. Now, in the mastermind, we break all those apart. But in this call, we're gonna we're gonna smush them together. Mental, emotional, physical. First of all, on a scale from one to ten, to what degree are you experiencing your ultimate state in this category of mental, emotional, spiritual, inner state, essentially? To what degree? Scale of one to ten. Then the question is, what would make it a ten? How do you get your mental, emotional, spiritual zone up to a 10? So if we look here at um, Raymond, Raymond says, like I'm consistently creating. All right, awesome. How do we get the mental, emotional, spiritual from, let's say, maybe it was a seven and we want to get it to a 10. What do we need to do, Raymond, to move that up to a 10? please remember that the actions will not likely accomplish the objective, that it will be contextual. It'll be a contextual framework. Some shift in the way you're thinking about it, seeing it, the way that you're coming at it. Let's go to the next category, which is family and relationships. So this is gonna be you know, your family, your, your spouse, right? the people in your life. Family and relationships, scale of one to 10. Where are you in your ultimate state? To what degree are you experiencing that ultimate state in this, in this category of family and relationships? And then what would make it a 10 for you? For example, uh, Patty put freedom, for example, in hers. And so in family and relationships, one of the things that, that, let's say she was at a four, and I'm just making it up, Patty, I don't know. But she was at a four, and, and she wants to get it to a 10. This year, she could, for example, set an intention to forgive and accept her family exactly as they are, which would then free her from hatred, grudges, resistance, pride, being a traitor, having to hide herself. All of those things would then 
go away and she would experience more freedom of expression, freedom of love, freedom of contentment and joy, just through the idea of forgiving and accepting. As an example. Then let's go a step farther. We have three more categories. The next category is business. And business is the way you make money. So it's not what you do with the money you have. That's finances. Business is the way you make money. How would you rate that area on a scale from one to 10, looking at your ultimate state? To what degree are you experiencing your ultimate state in your business, scale of one to 10? And then the question is, what would make it a 10? So Andrea put, for example, completely satisfied as her ultimate state. And maybe her level of satisfaction in business is like a six and she wants to move that up to a 10. So she might, as, as an objective for this year, she might, for example, set some boundaries and delegate or say no to things that, that she just doesn't, she's just not good at, she doesn't like it, it doesn't feel good for her to do that. And what it does is it, it removes some of the stuff that doesn't feel good, which gives her more chance, more opportunity for satisfaction or something else. Maybe, maybe for her to be satisfied, she's got to um, take on a new discipline every single day. She takes on this discipline. And she just does it, does it, does it, does it, does it, does it. And then she's like, damn, all right, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do to have this business work. Satisfaction. What is it for you? And then let's go to financial. So this is what you do with the money you have. This is budgeting. This is spending, this is savings, investing. It's uh, essentially finances. So to what degree are you experiencing your ultimate state in finances, scale of one to 10? And then what would make it a 10 for you? Consider that it's your relationship to money that is actually robbing you of the experience that you want and that it, it may actually serve you to focus on how you're relating to the money first before you start to optimize some of the actual things that you're doing. And then we have one more category. And in the mastermind, we, we break these categories apart, but I'm going to smush them together for you. Social, recreation, and fun. Social, recreation, and fun. How would you rate your level of, of this ultimate state, scale of one to 10, to what degree are you experiencing it in this area of social, recreation, and fun? And then what would make it a 10 for you?
Now, you may want to circle back and watch the replay. Kristen uh, has already confirmed that we will be sending out a replay of this entire uh, webinar. And you might want to go back and pause the, the process longer to be able to fill in those segments. But there are three assignments that I have for you. And these are the kinds of assignments that we do in the Ignite Mastermind. So number one, assignment number one, is to start to notice that, that you have this experience everywhere in your life right now. Start to notice that you have this experience in your life everywhere right now. I'll put it into the chat for everybody, okay? So this is number one. Number one is start to notice that you have that experience everywhere in your life right now and that you don't need to achieve any of those goals to make this happen. That all the things that you just wrote down, really, uh, they're, they're not necessarily going to shift your inner state. And everything you wrote down, satisfied, self-actualized, beauty of art and nature, fulfillment, contribution, connected to my love, peace, joy, and beauty, highly energetic, positive vibes, none of those things have anything to do with accomplishment. So no external change will make those things happen for you. So that's number one. Start to notice it. Start to acknowledge it everywhere. Start to acknowledge like, damn, I'm already living this thing that I think my goals will get me. I'm already living it now in this area and here and here and here and here. It's not everywhere, right? I mean, um, you are, like all of us, mired in survival consciousness, and therefore you are making things wrong, judging, assessing, evaluating, et cetera, et cetera, and, all, and, and that's, that's the right thing to do if you're in a survival situation. You're just not in a survival situation anymore, but you're predisposed. Your biology is mismatching the situation. So then number two, is begin to create structure for your goals. And there are actually two sub points in that. So I'm gonna put it into the notes for into the thing here. So number two, begin to create structure for your, for your goals. And I wonder if I can, nope, I can't. Okay, good, well, there you go. So you can only do what you have structure for and surround yourself with people committed to the same things you are. So it's kind of like this. If I'm committed to experiencing more happiness and peace, but I'm surrounded by people who are um, aggravated, agitated, judging, annoyed, blah, 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 then it's gonna be very difficult for me to maintain that because I'm constantly, I'm constantly having to address that input. That input is coming in and it's hard. I also need to create structure. So that's systems, procedures, processes, workflows, accountabilities, monitoring. And as I create that, and that's, that's for us, that's what the Ignite Mastermind is. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm uh, you know, giving ideas and things on, on ways to live in a more peaceful state, but really the work is done in the group. The group creates these structures, accountabilities, processes with each other to hold each other to living the life that they want to live. And then the last one, the last one is to lower the bar. This is number three. This is my favorite thing to do. What I have found is since my mind has gone completely quiet, I have given up this idea that I have to do more, 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 and I have to go all the way. And I, I used to be one of those guys where it's like, okay, there is a, a layup would be seven. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to push for 25. 
And then I was always disappointed. 100% of the time, I was disappointed. Uh, and uh, maybe out of the blue, I would hit a 25. Uh, but what I've done since my mind has gone quiet, I've realized that I actually want to experience my satisfaction and my fulfillment on a regular basis, that that, that is the thing that I'm seeking and that no giant result is going to have that occur. And so if you lower the bar and make it impossible not to hit, what you'll find is you naturally push yourself. I started off doing yoga every day for eight minutes a day. And the, the, all I had to do was lay there in Shavasana for eight minutes. That's it. And then, and I, and I counted, but inevitably I'm doing poses, right? Cause I'm laying there and then I'm like, all right, I can do this pose. Then I do that pose. And that's, you know, and these days I do, you know, 15 to 18 minutes of yoga every single day, seven days a week. And I've been going now, I'll just tell you right now, you can see do, 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 looking at my streaks app. So uh, 1,056 days of yoga. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so lower the bar. Let's copy that and let's bring it over here and I will put it into this and then we will paste it and then boom, there we go. Create the feeling of success every day. So this is, like I said, um, part of our objective in 2020 is to bring um, modalities from the mastermind into our broader community of people who are connected to us on social media or in uh, YouTube or via our um, app. I don't know if you've downloaded our app, but we, I have a ton of free stuff on the app. Go to matthewferry.com forward slash app. Uh, but just go to my website in general, matthewferry.com, and then you can hear about, you can see about the coaching, the mastermind, the app, our podcast, all of that stuff. And uh, my goal is to help you to live a life filled with enlightened prosperity. So I wanna wrap it up by having Jason say what he wants to say to you to be complete. So what do you wanna say about enlightened goal setting process? How do you want to encourage or inspire our viewer slash listener, Jason? Well, I guess, um, you know, it, it may seem counterintuitive to set goals from this place that nothing actually needs to change. Uh, but in my experience, it's much more powerful and peaceful to do so. You know, when your mind is quiet and nothing needs to change in order for you to be satisfied, you're free to pursue whatever you can dream of without the baggage of fear, worry, frustration, doubt, um, you know, and I think it all comes down to uh, the idea, at least for me, that accomplishment isn't the objective. Satisfaction really is. Yeah, well said. Accomplishment isn't the objective. It's the feeling, satisfaction, peace, happiness, joy, whatever. Tom, what do you want to say about this enlightened goal setting process to be complete and leave our viewer slash listener on a high note? Yeah, you know, it's uh, similar to Jason. It, for for me, it, uh, it's contentment is the is the you know, end result of uh, of mine. And enlightened goal setting goal setting from this framework is so powerful. And being able to pull apart like the inspiration that's naturally there with with this survival, this idea that something has to be fixed. Like those two things are just like wound up in knots. And when you're when you're really setting goals from this uh, from this place, you're pulling them apart. And you're only at that point dealing with the inspiration and you're dealing with it just from a much more peaceful flow uh, kind of position. And, you know, if for anybody who has a family like I do, your family feels it, everybody around you in your life feels it. And it's just a highly recommended place to set goals from. 
really highly recommended, okay? So enlightenment, my friends, is the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything, that we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety. And Kristen and my intention, Tom and, and, and Jason, in fact, you know, all the people in our mastermind, our intention is to be your guide, to help, it, help you to escape the status quo and experience enlightened prosperity now. And enlightenment is really just the practice of knowing that all is well. And then prosperity is really the practice of doing well. These aren't fixed static states. You don't achieve enlightenment. What you do is you practice enlightened perspectives. You don't achieve prosperity. What you do is you practice doing well. And I will tell you that there are tens of thousands of people who are financially doing extraordinarily well, extraordinarily well. But as people, they're not doing well. And I know because I am oftentimes the person brought in to coach them and bring them into that new state of knowing that all is well and doing well. This is our goal for each and every one of you. If you want to be along for the ride, if you haven't read my book yet, Quiet Mind, Epic Life, uh, please go to Amazon and check that out ASAP. I lay out the whole strategy. And then also you can go get our app, matthewferry.com forward slash app. Uh, but just go to our website in general. We've got tons of free stuff. Our, our objective is really to serve three communities. We have our coaching clients, we have our mastermind, and then we have our, our sort of uh, free to the world, inspiring the world group. And that's our YouTube channel, our podcast, our app, et cetera, okay? So I'm gonna open up to any questions and then we are going to wrap it up. I'll take just one or two questions and then we'll be complete. Uh, Kristen, do you wanna be the uh, moderator please on questiones? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Let me just open up. So there's, no. a, there's a Q and A section, right? They can press on that button and put a question in. Yeah, hit the Q&A button at the bottom of the screen and throw a question in there, or you can put something into the chat. I've got both of them ready to go. Fine. Questions were taken. We are doing it. Great webinar. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Grail. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Vicki. Well, I think we're in good shape here. Woohoo. Okay, fantastic. Well, that means that I did my job right. No questions. Yeah, everybody's ready to start just going, getting into action. I'm betting. It means uh, I did my job. Nikisha wants to know when the next event is. Nikisha, no events scheduled for 2020 just yet. No events just yet. We're we're still in uh, we're still in consideration mode. We sure are. Okay, here comes Sebastian. Have you ever read uh, Journey of the Souls? And if you did, has it inspired you in the way? Uh, you think about your life. I never read Journey of the Souls. I don't even know, I don't know who uh, wrote Journey of the Souls, but here's what I will say, Sebastian. The information that is coming through me is not my information. It is the information that is, um, that is accelerating the, the evolution of humanity in the realm of inner optimization, happiness, and peace. So I imagine that I have many brothers and sisters and cousins who are 
the same part of consciousness that I am, writing books and, and putting out audios and doing videos, et cetera, et cetera, that are saying similar kinds of things. So I, I'm sure that that author is you know, part, of our, part of our posse. Good. Uh, you need to read this book uh, by Michael Newton, PhD. Okay, well, thank you, Sebastian. Thank you for that suggestion. Appreciate that. All right, we don't have any other questions. It's a few minutes after the hour. Let's rock and roll. Let's wrap it up. Hey, my friends, thank you so much for being here for the Enlightened Goal Setting Workshop. And thank you to Tom and to Jason for contributing their time to, uh, to the community. Thank you, Kristen, for contributing your time to the community. We appreciate all of you, and we're looking forward to really having some fun with you in this year coming up. See you all soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone.